Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! did to do and welcome into more important issues it is wednesday oh gosh that is phlegm flangy stuck in my wednesday. <laughs> wednesday february 24th it's a pack day jam pack day but i've already got my pjs on um y'all can't see it uh but uh, i've got my, my pjs on ready for this 9 p.m tip off first off legitimately should be out well too bad timing today you got the baseball game started at 4.30. Basketball starts at 9. It's like, I'm not going to get to watch anything. Yeah, can we not get, like, can we not level this out a little bit? Let's get a 6.30. Yeah, Something somewhere. go at 6.30. Somewhere in there. Um, I guess it works out for us, but. Yeah, it, it did hit the sweet spot. You're, you're right about that. We do get to uh, we do get to go live. You get a little. Uh, baseball's not quite done with Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, but getting there. I mean, I guess it's all but over. It's, it's over. Oh, it did. It just end? Yeah, it just okay. ended. I was about to say I didn't. It hadn't gone final yet when we started. Um, so final official, finally final official, final. It went final. Um, officially was, final. Yeah, I was trying to say it officially on unof- because it it was over when it started. What uh, eight the fat runs? lady has eight sung in the first. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, eight runs in the first inning. Um, so if it's officially officially it's officially over. Um, basketball starting off here at nine. You get another little uh, pregame show again. That's three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row of pregame shows. Um, it's a good time to be uh, a Tennessee ball. It's a good time to be a more important issues listener. It is. Uh, we got a surprise for you coming about eight fifteen. For me. I mean, you'll be surprised too, cause I haven't really got to talk to you about it, but uh, yeah, we're going to be tweeting something out on uh, our Twitter page. So be on the lookout for that. We'll get it to Facebook probably after the show. Um, be on the lookout for that. I just, I, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. 12 minutes. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Why are you doing this to me? Now I'm pumped. Y'all need to, see. am I going to, are you going to get to see my reaction? Like, is it something I'll react to? I mean, I guess you, I'm going to let you just, yeah, I'll uh, keep an yeah. eye. I'll keep an eye out on you. Okay. All right. we'll, see, we'll do that. Would, Guys, stick along for the surprise like. around eight, eight fifteen or around eight fifteen. What do we need to be doing here? Uh, right around eight fifteen. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. All right, good deal. So, so surprise coming here soon. Um, Tennessee taking on Vanderbilt tonight, as I mentioned. That's always uh, basketball is always exciting. Looking to get back on track after just not a great affair um, Saturday um, against Kentucky. Vanderbilt not necessarily like trending good, but they're playing pretty good basketball. Scotty Pippen Jr. specifically playing pretty good basketball. Um, six point losses, I think, both to Vanderbilt or uh, Alabama and Kentucky in their last two. Scottie Pippen had plus four 20, point losses, four point losses, um, yeah. had 20 plus in each of those games. So Vanderbilt kind of, you know, maybe starting to figure things out, at least offensively, Tennessee's got, I'll call it a test tonight just because you, you played poorly against Kentucky. Vanderbilt's played well. You got a, a guard who's scoring, um, almost at will. So I'll, I'll call it a test. Yeah. It's to me, it's like pick a card, any card, like you, you, <laughs> You don't know what you're going to get out of this yep. Tennessee team, so right. That's that's a good point too. Um, probably the don't test, bet on them, please. Do not bet on them. The test probably has more uh, has less to do with Vanderbilt than it does um, Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. um, but regardless, going to be a good matchup. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about our grade Josh Heupel. We actually mentioned kind of mentioned it in the last episode. Um, so we'll, we'll grade him out as of right now with no games played and a five star now committing to you. Is that Friday? Or, yep. Sorry. Not committing to you, making a decision on whether he'll commit to you or not um, on Friday. You're in the race. You are in the race. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so it's it's coming. Hey, up. Tor- Tortoise wins a race. <laughs> he does. Um, 
he he wasn't winning early on though, which would be the case for this specific scenario. So yeah, I, yeah he might have. Did you just uh, give us a little foreshadowing? <laughs> That'd be good yeah. foreshadowing. It's it is what it is. <laughs> wow, we'll Landon, see. Landon we'll see. I, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I guess we'll get right into Ty Simpson. Um, if it makes you feel any better, no one knows. So even the people that are putting good. in. Um, the crystal balls right now to Alabama or Clemson, like their confidence level is very low. Fair, fair point. Fair point. So, and that's probably the way Ty wants it to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's definitely, uh, again, I mentioned, I think, I mean, I think you can look at it from either direction. Like him committing early on after Josh Heupel got hired could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, could mean he's ready to move on from Tennessee. You know, there's uh, too much uh, just, questions at Tennessee not just you know about the new coaching but everything uh, especially with the violations but you also could look at it like they got an offensive coach in here he's ready to commit now um, I think yeah. there's definitely two two schools of thought there and I don't think either of them is necessarily wrong I know which one because I'm a Tennessee fan um, and I've been around you know the program long enough to have a good I'm not around the program but watching the program long enough um, to, <laughs> to know how it turns out oh, we've been um, around fair I mean you know <laughs> around um, but yeah, that's regarding Ty Simpson. That commitment's coming up Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk plenty about that uh, during this episode. We've got some players to watch next season. We're going to talk about uh, 2022 QB recruits and more than Ty Simpson. Um, we did talk a little bit about that on Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's your backup plan? Now you're, you know, uh, when you're talking about you get, your contingency's got to be as good as your original plan. Um, contingency's what, what matters um, in terms of keeping your job there, Josh Heupel. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. The Vanderbilt game tonight, Tennessee just needs to go take care of business. It's that simple. They just need to go take care of business. We'll get into all of that, of course. Baseballs, you put score and score and score and score. That, that's the only way. Like, that's the best way to put it. Um, beat a team they should have beat and just did it in dominating fashion. Uh, again, we'll get into this, but Will Heflin, how many he, – he pretty much got the stadium queso on his own. He, he almost did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, he had eight strikeouts in a row. So you needed uh, 10 Ks for Queso, and he had eight himself. So, I mean, what a performance by the, the senior. And he hadn't he didn't play at all last year, correct? Mm-mm. Yeah, so no, he coming did off ACL injury. Um, yep. So good good response from him, and he's going to obviously be big in the season for, for Tennessee. Um, I'm sure Tony Vitello is very, very happy to, to have him back, uh, especially when you talk about uh, replacing a guy like, uh, you're, you know, you're looking for someone commanding on the mound, losing that, and Garrett Crochet never even got to see him pitch in what would have been a promising year. Uh, you do get um, someone who just owns it with, with Will Heflin back. Uh, got questions? If you got them, drop them in the chat. Um, I know we got a few that we'll get to in the show. Drop them in here. I'm on Twitter. Landon's got Facebook. I'll pull up YouTube if I can. I had trouble the other night getting it up. So give me a moment. Tell us where you're listening from, um, wherever you're listening from around the world. Uh, let us know. Uh, I think I think we had someone from uh, India one. No, where was it? It was some some weird country that not like weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, don't know why they're. I'm not digging you show. out of this hole. You you dug it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but I mean, it's cool that they're listening. Just uh, a little shocked. A little shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big geography guys learning every day. That's what keeps us on our toes. So, yeah, uh, tell us where you're listening from. Also, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, also, go check out Volunteer Roadshow. They uh, do a great job of letting us use their platform um, and their network to uh, have this show. So, let's get into it. This show. This show. This I'm, show. I, this show. Six minutes. I've got, I mean, six minutes. All right. Hypel. So we talked about this um, grade, you know, a little bit. We've talked about it since he was hired. Like, where do you grade this hire? Where do you grade um, his defensive coordinator choice? Where do you grade the – I mean, the big one was the Rodney Garner, just because obviously Rodney Garner is a good coach, but also, like, what he'll do in recruiting. And so, so we talked a little bit about that. Um, so I'm thinking your grade may have changed because of some stuff that's kind of happened during the offseason here uh, or, you know, since he's been hired. Uh, with uh, recruits, with guys who have you know already committed, um, and then last night, I guess the uh, parents of the current players got together. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I'll, I'll kind of have the quote from uh, Jalen Hyatt's dad, Jamie. He said uh, the parents had a Zoom meeting with Coach Heupel last night. His idea, by the way, Vol Nation, we have a players' coach, 
who's going to love and push our sons to form a close team first brotherhood to compete, to strive for excellence on and off the field in a myriad of different ways. I'd, I'd have to, I'd, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I mean, yeah, if we're going to look into that, that's, that's good. I mean, he's, uh, first off, if you're going to form a family environment, um, you better have all the families on the same page. Um, and when you're talking about 18 year old kids, 19 year old kids, it's not just about those guys. Um, it's about the guys and especially the guys moms. Um, if the mom ain't happy, probably aren't keeping the kid happy. Um, and I'm not saying like playing time, keep them happy, but you know, make, bring them in, make them a part of the family. That's why you got those family passes. Um, keep them, you know, keep them happy. So, I mean, as far as that goes, I think that was a great move. Don't know if that was Heupel's idea specifically, or if there was somebody in office, um, he sounds like he's got somebody, uh, smart on his team, at least if it's not him. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know how often this is done. Um, I right. don't know if it's just a new thing kind of to, to meet with the parents. Um, because you we're think such in a Zoom age now. I was about to say, I mean, Tim, I'm going to go with this is probably pretty rare. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd say with Zoom, it's probably going to become more common. It's easier to get a bunch of people together like that that are based all around the country. Yeah. Um, and, and when Josh Heibel took over, I mean, this is – it's not a, it's not a great situation right. by any means of the word. Um, so – but what he's done so far, like I'm trying not to get excited about it because, as Tennessee fan, I know. Yeah, 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 and that's. But kinda... like, but the the stuff that he's kind of doing um, is is you know making me a little bit excited, a little bit you know better. Like I, I feel a lot better about the hire. I feel a lot better about the program um, since he's taken over. You know the the NLIs. You know that was tweeted out that you know he wasn't letting those guys go to an SEC school and that you know, obviously it was false because Dylan Brooks went to Auburn. Um, so I, he handled that the right way. The Having Mark West Calloway just after his um, press conference, he, he mentioned that he wanted to have those guys around the program. Mm-hmm. Calloway comes in, you know, he posted on social media. I don't know if that was just a, a show, but it, it, it seemed like it was just an open invitation for those VFLs to be around that program. Um, and, and then, you know, you mentioned the parents meeting him with him over zoom and it looks like the the players are you know feeling a lot better about the the change um so i i if they're feeling a lot better i feel like i have to feel a lot better about it too so my grade uh i'll probably go b minus I, I gave B minus from probably the get go, and I'm, I'm going to stay there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just not going to buy into. I'm not going to buy into this stuff. I, I'll say it like that. What's like you mentioned? The, the players are happy, and that's good. But I also there's some uh, there's always some positivity positivity that comes with change. There's always you know guys that are um, you know maybe weren't exactly happy with their roles here, and uh, so they're gonna you know they're gonna welcome the change. They're gonna invite the change. And I'm not saying those guys were looking to transfer or anything like that, but you know they're, they're they're especially the offensive guys, and that's most of them that you've seen that are pleased with this hire. Um, so that they're going to be happy about it. But I, I do like that you know he said the right thing so far. So if we're going to like grade his like how he's handled himself um, this year and so far in his short time at Tennessee, and, and drop your thoughts in the in the comments as well. If you're just 100, percent I don't give a crap until he's you know until this team steps on the field. I understand that. I get that. Yeah, that's fair. Because, um, I, mean, I mean, you can't really have – like, we're just trying to go off of, you know, a couple of weeks on the job, but yeah. it, he hasn't done anything stupid. That's and when a good he, point. <laughs> when they hired him, I was just like, yeah, really? That's right. who we got? But but then you go and look at his resume and his background, and you're like, you know, he does check a lot of boxes that we were really looking for. So, I thought is maybe we found something. Right. Who knows? Right. He, he seems to be trending in the right direction. Um, again, you don't know how successful he'll actually be until, you know, the, the games are here, the yeah, fall, that's the, but, uh, it's a lot of wait and see I feel a lot better. I'll say this, uh, the fact that Jamie Hyatt doesn't hate you is probably a good thing because he seems like one of the most positive people I've seen. Uh, so if he was like, Hey, to hell with this dude, it's probably like a red flag. <laughs> um, right. I haven't seen him, uh, you know, bashing anybody <laughs> yet before. So I, it'd be tough to. Um, if he did that to you, that would be a, a tough look for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he's made some decent hires. Um, I mean, I think the, sorry, I think the, I think he's made some really good hires. I think the Rodney Garner hire was really, really good. Maybe a layup for him. Um, 
you know, I think that, that was because he seemed like he wanted to be here before the stuff with Jeremy Pruitt went down. Um, he's obviously got some Tennessee ties too. Auburn situation was, you know, for him potentially a little toxic. Probably couldn't have stuck around, but he did have to complete it. He did have to go through it. Um, so that, you know, I, I'll give him credit for that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. He should get credit for it. I thought the defense coordinator hire was, uh, you know, fairly good. Uh, to be determined, very, very much so a to be determined hire. Um, I like the Cody Burns hire. I think that's a, a good pickup as well. So I think there's been some good hires here. Uh, still definitely in wait and see mode, but overall, Josh Heupel, I, I would say in the how, how many weeks he's been here? Three and a half now? Yeah. So in his three and a half weeks, I would grade him better than a B minus. But if we're just still going on like my thoughts on him, I'm staying at a B minus. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, he he wasn't able to get, and it was it wasn't impossible for, you know, if you weren't going to get like a home run hire, you know, those guys are probably leaving anyway. But right. uh, you weren't able to get some of those guys. Crouch is here. He was in the the video working out, so he's here working out with the team. I guess he's going to go through spring practice. That's- we'll see, but. That's one more linebacker than you uh, you thought you might have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we need all of them. We're going to go down to in Knoxville and just offer every senior linebacker there is because um, we just have zero depth there. Yeah, see if they'll uh, they'll see if they'll come a, a couple weeks early, a couple years <laughs> years early. Yeah, you you got to hit on one, right? <laughs> Surely you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Nick Rivez can lead the SEC in tackles, I mean. Somebody in Knoxville can can step up to the plate and be at least a second string decent linebacker. I, they might be first string though. I feel like you're uh, I feel like you're giving too much credit to the uh, amount of people that may be here next year. I, I don't know if that I don't know if there'll be that many people many linebackers on the roster uh, at the start of 2021. So. Yeah, but if your name's on it, you're at least probably second string. <laughs> hey, you gotta give yourself a chance. You gotta give yourself yeah. a chance. Exactly. Um. Do you have any more thoughts on on Heupel as far as what he's done, uh, guys? Drop them in if you got any extras. I, I mean, I want to know. How, I mean, I think I think the majority of people are in the wait and see mode, right? Yeah, you you kind of have to be, right. especially with what we've gone through in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Decade, um, you, you've decade. got to just be like, I'm not going to say he's good until we see something. Right. I mean, and that's probably with everybody. There's got to be you got to be skeptical about every single person that's in here because I think it starts at the top, you know, with Plowman and Randy Boyd. Like, or, or I think that's where the problems have started, and we just haven't really got the right people in there. Hopefully, we've got the right people in there now, and right. uh, it'll start to trickle down. We'll see. Right. Hopefully. Look, it looks. I, I like where we're at. I like Danny White. I think that's a good hire. Um, so far, I mean can't really complain um so yeah I, I agree with that i agree with that for sure uh let's talk about um let's, let's talk about some of the players to watch next next season yeah so who, who are some players that you're excited to really see it doesn't have to be on offense it yep. doesn't have to be just because we've made these hires just right. who who are some guys you know maybe it's guys that produced last year maybe it's guys who didn't really produce that you'd like to see in a in a different setting so right um I think off, see? I think offense is the easy one. Um, I think there's so many guys that are uh, going to be exciting um, or have chances to be really, really exciting. I, I personally think Harrison Bailey showed the most potential. Um, I, I think everyone just about would agree with that. Um, so I'm really, really excited to see him at quarterback. I think um, the way Heupel's, you know acts like he coaches in terms of being um, – you know, gearing his offense towards towards the players. I, I think Harrison Bailey should be the you know be the guy going forward. I'm excited to see him in a fresh new offense and see what he looks like. Um, you know, to be determined for him for sure. But very, ex- I mean, I think I think he's going to produce some some good stuff there. Uh, my next one offensively, Jalen Hyatt. Speed kills, man. He's obviously really talented. Um, I. I I cannot wait to see him in a place that tries to get him in, in an offense that tries to get him into space. Cause I mean, that's where he's going to absolutely just thrash teams is in space. Um, so I, I think, I think he'll be a great addition. And then um, running back. I mean, I, I think there's plenty of positives and I, I you lose um, 
good lord, he escaped me. Eric Gray, and that that's that's tough. But uh, you do bring in Tyon Evans. Uh, I think that's big. Jabari Small uh, showed a ton of potential. D Beckwith got moved back there. Um, you've got some other guys that you know to be named. I'm, I'm excited to see the run back, running back group. I think there's a lot of good a, a lot of talent there. How are they used? Um, in in uh, Heupel's offense, I, I think is going to be exciting to watch. Find out. Yeah, for Jabari Small to – I don't know how many carries he had last season. It wasn't a lot. No. Um, but for him to be the most experienced guy on that roster at running back is pretty alarming. But you also have a lot of talent in, in that room as well. Right, right. Who are, who um, are some, any of the offensive some, guys you're excited for? I had Jalen Hyatt down um, just because, you know, like you said, he's a guy that just has a ton of speed and guy that can take a top off the defense. Um, and, and that's what this offense is going to be used to do. I think Bayless Jones Jr. is, is another yeah, one that can really yeah. be utilized in space um, and showed a lot of promise last year. And if, with good quarterback play, I mean, who knows? I mean, both those guys are probably yeah, – For sure. You would think m- maybe pushing some all-SEC teams. Um if they had good quarterback play throughout the season. Uh, I just think the wide receivers as a whole um, really are going to benefit from this offense. Um, and, again, just tons of speed, tons of talent. Um, I think that's where Tennessee's probably strength is next year is going to be a wide receiver. Yeah, um, and, and guys, you know, like Holiday, Callaway, I mean, I'm really excited about Malachi Wadman. I just think he's a freak athlete that you you need to get the ball in his hands. Right. Are, are we willing to say that uh, Jimmy Holiday – is it going to be a wide receiver next year? Or, I mean, Heupel's going to put the best guy on the field. Yeah. I don't think so. But, I mean, that's fun to talk about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at his high school tape, you got to be like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's yeah, fun to talk about. Won't happen, but uh, it's fun to talk about. Um, defense. You got any more guys on offense that you want to mention before we flip to the other I'll, side of the ball? I'll say this. Heupel was probably going to put Tyler Bird at DB and not wide receiver. I'll say that. <laughs> Well, I mean, he did score touchdowns. Don't forget that. <laughs> he did. He did. But he's also an All-American at DB, so I'm going right. to go with Fair. probably put him where he's an All-American. <laughs> Who knows? What do I know about football? I don't know anything. Um, one, I just want to I just want to throw his name out there. If you could say shut up, you can say F you, screw you, I don't care. I'm going to throw his name out there. Brian Mauer. You know, I don't think – I, I'm not willing to say you're wrong. I mean, I just, he seems to, re, you know, have regressed since this time here. And I guess my question is, is, is that due to coaching or is that due to injury? And I want to say injury. So I'm just, I feel like not a chance that that's why I say that. Yeah. I mean, who was the other school that he almost went to? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And that definitely uh, works in his favor. Um, but I mean, is he going to be better than, uh, Harrison Bailey, Caden Salter and, um, Virginia tech guy. Good Lord. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Is he going to be better than all three of those guys? I, just, I, I don't think so either. I'm just throwing his name out there yeah, to, to cause some, some buzz because he does know this staff probably better than anybody, anybody else. Um, he, he does have that athletic ability that you want. He does yeah. play with fire, some moxie. Um, so I'm in, I'm interested to see him in, in fall camp and see, and, and like you said, is it because of injury? Was it because of coaching? Was it because of the offense he was in, um, that he just really couldn't figure it out? And I think he showed promises freshman year, but last year, like you said, he kind of regressed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see him in spring practice with Josh Heupel in this offense. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's a name to look out for. I don't, I don't think it's out of question by any means. Um, so, yeah, I, and I want to flip to the defensive side of the ball here. I got uh, one more on offense. Oh, one more on offense? All right, all right. Spraggins, baby. Okay, all right. I, I'll, I'll throw an offensive lineman in there. I think Cooper Mays could really benefit too, um, but Spraggins just seems like a dude that's going to climb and just knock people's block off, and, you know, I think he's going to thrive in this offense. If they can – you know, they're, they're going to have to get in shape, all, that <laughs> yeah. whole offensive line. Um, but uh, I, I think he's a mauler and – you know, I just – I love his story, mm. how he was just snapping balls at a seven-on-seven camp, and they just made him work out. I, I just love that story, and, you know, I, I want him to be – he's a friend of the pod, too. So. Yeah, he is. He is. 
um, going to the defensive side of the ball, counter counter that offensive lineman talk. And, and I'm really the only guys that I think I'm really, really kind of very confident they're going to have pretty good years. And um, it's probably fairly, you know, defined pretty good year. I don't know if they'll stats-wise have great years because it's tough to rack up a ton of stats as a, um, as a you know, edge rusher, unless you're an incredible edge rusher. Then it's a totally different story. You can look incredible. You know, you can look – Far beyond um, how you know how good you truly are. That's Tyler Barron and Morgan Joseph. Um, I thought both of them showed flashes of some really really good stuff last year. Both freshmen. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say they were undersized, but I mean they're most of the time going against guys older and bigger than them. So how do they uh, progress in you know year two? Um, they're getting older. Their bodies are uh, they're growing a little. I don't know if Morgan Joseph could grow into his body anymore. Honestly, um, dude's a freaking monster. But uh, I think um, I'm excited to see them uh, get a chance in year two. They, you know, they both stuck around when they definitely could have left. Uh, so it seems like they want to be here. So I think that definitely adds some to it. Yeah, and, and I'm interested to see, like, where Morvin Joseph plays, too. Is he going to be, like, an outside linebacker? Is he going to be um, an edge rusher, kind of defensive line guy? I'm interested to see this whole defensive line. You know, Tyler Barron, I think, is going to be on, on the defensive line. He's right. just, you know – bigger in size um but that's a good point but, in terms of where but having play. rodney garner yeah a guy that can develop talent you, right. you basically didn't have a defensive line coach last season um so i'm interested to see kind of this whole defensive line um progress under rodney garner but tyler Barron, him being a leader too um yeah. just kind of been showed out there he's he's been in the front of lines he's been leading workouts and stuff like that so i'm interested to see kind of where he's at um as a leader on this team also. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned, um, you know, kind of where those guys are going to be playing next year. I mean, that's just a great question to ask because you don't even know what formation, you know, you don't, I mean, it's going to be multiple. Um, but you know, what's that base going to look like? That's going to determine where those guys are most of the time. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it can move around. Um, but what's that base defense look like? I think that, uh, can determine a lot. Um, you mentioned Tyler Barron's going to more than likely be, <laughs> on that defensive line. Um, but I mean, Morvin Joseph could be uh, a number of places, uh, maybe two places, but a number of places. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about the inside linebacker depth is, would he be there? Yeah. You know, do you, do you have a spot for him there? You may have to. Yeah. You may have to. It's a good point. I mean, Jeremy Banks didn't really show me much last year to prove that he's <laughs> the, the starter come, uh, I forget when the date is against Bowling Green, but September he didn't show me much last year to, to solidify his spot. So, right. I'm one guy along the defensive line I'm really excited to see, and that's Matthew Butler. A guy that was, you know, the past two years, he's probably been your, you know, most productive right. player. You know, he's not flash. He's nothing like that. Um, but the guy just like, he's worked hard. You know, he came here kind of underrated and, and things like that, but he's worked hard, stayed around, and, and just been a, good football player for Tennessee yeah so uh well with Rodney Garner with um you know a, a different defense and things like that I, I hope he's um ready to take on a bigger role because Tennessee desperately needs guys that can get to the quarterback right and if it's not going to be edge rushers it has to be the interior lo- interior lineman and uh I think Matthew Butler would be your guy there agreed 100 percent um I, th- I like Matthew Butler I like his progression that's a that's a good good mention Good shout out. So did you get the surprise? I got this. I just retweeted the surprise guys. So if you haven't done it, um, rather you've retweeted it, liked it, done whatever, go Break buy it. it, go, go get the shirt. The baseball shirt is now live on our Google form store. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Go yeah. get it. And you got two uh, options. You got two, you got two options. We also mixed it up a little bit, uh, because I know some of you guys maybe bought it last time. Might want to buy another one. Like you know, I I want to I want one again because I new is always better. Um, exactly. So we took out the baseballs. It's just the uh, the rifle minute bat logo, um, just to add a little pizzazz. Next year may change. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it'll it. be like a the rifleman holding like a broom after we sweep. Yeah, need a good sweep one. That's that's a good yeah. point. I think uh, that's a good shirt to print. We're gonna need Tennessee basketball to start getting some sweeps of their own. You can't really print that for just one team. We need some exactly. multi- we need some multiple sweeps. Multiple sweeps. 
truth. Um, any more defensive guys you want to talk about? You know, I, not really. I just I don't. I, there, I mean, oh, there's some talent there, sure, but there's really no other guy that I just know. You know, that no, but have you know a ton of how many guys left on the roster had a lot of playing time last year? Really showed you much outside the guys we just named. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I and then there's definitely some talented guys left on this roster. So to be determined. Um, we'll see. I, I'll mention, you know, I'll throw out one freshman. I'll throw out one freshman because I mentioned him uh, that I was high on him when he committed, and talking about a defense that's just trying to kind of create havoc and get turnovers and um, be fast. And that's Deshaun Rucker. The man flies around. Uh, I expect some hard hits, um, hard pass breakups, hopefully some turnovers as well from him. Yeah, I'm interested to see the Whitehaven trio. Um, That's a good point. You know, they, they got a little bit of play, playing time last season. Um, you know, you have that linebacker depth that's just not there. It's non-existent. Um, so, hopefully those guys can kind of step in roles. Uh, Tamari McDonald played some safety last season. Uh, I think he only gets better with another year under his belt. I think Trayvon Flowers, just the – you know, he started playing football, I think, his senior year. The more he plays football, the better he's going to be. Sure, you'd hope. Um, <laughs> And, and and last year our safety struggled, but if there was one bright spot in the secondary, I think it had to be Trayvon Flowers, yeah, um, and and maybe Bryce Thompson. Yeah, to be fair, uh, I mean mostly both of those guys actually mostly in run support, but yeah, I mean they definitely, like yeah. you said, bright spot. One one other guy I want to mention that's Alante Taylor. He's leader on this team. He has all the athletic ability in the world, all yeah. the tools, but just like he's got to limit the bonehead plays. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, hopefully that's a guy that's just learned from his mistakes over the years and, and just puts it all together for one last season at Tennessee. That'd be great. That would be, yes, very good. We would appreciate it. Um, like he's got every like speed, size. He's great in run support, but it's the bonehead inconsistent plays is, is just what's kept him from from reaching his potential. Yeah. All right, let's uh, we got we got to move along. Like we said, this is a pregame show. We're trying to get you guys to the basketball game. Nine exactly. p.m. tip off. Yawn. I'm tired. I'm in my PJs. Um, I can show them to y'all. So if dumb. You want, but... Nine o'clock is so dumb. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, let's talk about these uh twenty 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 QB recruits real quick. Uh, with Ty Simpson committing on Friday, we'll see. Let's you know. Let's find out, but who's Tennessee gonna? I mean, I assume we we don't really need to talk about Ty Simpson. I think every Tennessee fan knows who that is at this point. So, who are yeah. some of the other guys? Yeah, I, I think you're, you're probably your backup plan, and um, you know we've we've seen some people mention this, and it's Sam Horn mm-hmm. at a Swanee, Georgia, Collins Hill. Um, you know, Travis Hunter is a uh, five star DB. He attends that school as well. He's one of his receivers, also. Um, I got some information on Sam Horn last night. Oh, yeah? Inside I did. So, so I, I watched an interview, and then I got some information. I watched an interview, and uh, he mentioned Tennessee is his dream school. Scary. I know. We've heard that before. How, how long ago was this interview? I do got to ask. Is it recent? It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was like two days ago. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how hard Jeremy Pruitt actually pursued this kid. You know, it's, it's, it seems like they kind of put all their eggs in Ty Simpson on Tyson, which is understandable uh, honestly yeah I get it. um but it, it, if you don't land ty simpson then it, it crushes you yeah first sure. i mean yeah so um you know I, I think they're trying to get back into that one florida recently offered the kid but he's also a really good baseball player and uh got the the inside scoop on sam horn as a baseball player and apparently tennessee really loves this kid offered him already for for baseball as well and uh, just a tall, lanky, 6'4", 190, tall, lanky pitcher. Those uh, in the low 90s right now. So, uh, that's – you know, he, he mentioned he wanted to play both in college. You come to Tennessee? Come, come to Tennessee. Can, can Heupel work? Heupel? Come can, to the UT? Heupel tweeted about the, the electric offense happening at Lindsey Nelson yeah. on Tuesday night. So – how much, how yeah, much that, you like that? that's got to leave the offense. door open. Like you have to let those kids play baseball too when they get here. Yeah, you know, I know yeah. Trayvon Flowers was a Kentucky commit that you know Pruitt never let over in the baseball facility. Let the kids play. Let, <laughs> let them let them play. Let them play. It might be harder to convince the uh, you know convince the 
the quarterback to do both, but that might be a hard sell. I, I get it. But he's like, hey, the only time I, the only way I'm coming here is I'm playing baseball too. What are you going to do? Yeah. Ball's in your court there, buddy. <laughs> I like it. Um, other... So he's the number 82 player in 247's composite rankings, number six pro style quarterback. Um, the two, the one school he really seemed to like was Missouri. Um, so that kind of makes me nervous. But Josh Heibel can say, you know, I was a big key in Missouri and Drew Locke. Yeah. In that offense. So uh, comes to the UT. That's all I'm saying. I like it. And you have some other guys, Caden Martin. Um, who knows what he's going to do? Is he just going to play baseball? I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I, sure, does I it depend he, on where T's at at that point? Maybe. And I probably think, I think it's got, I mean, does he professionally? I, I don't have a clue. If he, obviously if he goes professional, it's gotta be baseball. He can't do football right out of, right out of high school. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think if he's going to go to, if he's going to go to school, I would think he's going to try and do both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. That's where I would lean. Um, but is the Tennessee stuff? Is that kind of put him out of it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'd do it at Tennessee. I'm not sure. I just right. think. If yeah, he I, I school, think he would probably look to play both if he were going right. to go to college. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I've got to think. Um, I mean, because I think most people are in the camp of he's a better baseball player. Um, now he may not believe that. He, he he may believe he's the better. You know, football is his better sport, or just the sport he just wants to play, um, and, and may. You know, put put baseball on the back burner, but I think everybody's kind of in the the boat of him being a better baseball player. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, we haven't really seen a ton from him. You know, I, I know Catholic has kind of struggled since they've been in that um, new kind of classification in that private school league. They they've had a real learning curve there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean he's. Dude has a ton, ton of offers, um, but right. if you're going to play baseball, you want to play in the SEC, so where's that going to be? Yeah. I, yeah. If, if you're going to – if you have, a, like, uh, an offer to play Major League Baseball or play in, right. in the minors um, and you turn that down, the only way you probably turn that down is if you go to a, one of the top schools in the country and – you're going to find probably 15 or 14. It's not 14, but more like 10 in the SEC. And this is probably, you know, this is a little different situation because we're talking about a Heisman Trophy winner. But Kyler Murray, how much baseball did he play in college? Was is he Did he play every single year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know exactly what that said. I was about to say, I mean, because, I mean, you're talking about you could, you know, because, I mean, football coaches will tell you whatever it freaking takes to get you on campus. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you could get stuck in a really, you know, crappy situation, get to campus and find out baseball is probably not going to work out. Um, I mean, now with the transfer rules and stuff, it would be easier to, to you know, move away from that. But, um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I, I think it would be uh, – if it's going to be a tough decision for Caden Martin, it probably means that he was drafted real early and has a nice signing bonus. Mm-hmm. And yep. that, like you said, that's tough to turn, tough to turn down. And after that, I don't really know where you go. You know, there's some in-state guys like Destin Wade and um, Tevin Carter. But I don't even know if they're, you know, I know they're dual-threat athletes, but – or dual-threat quarterbacks, but are they going to be used as a, you know, corner or safety yeah. at, at the next level? I don't right. know. So, that's something interest, interesting to, to see – how that works out for some of those guys. I think it's, you know, you don't want to see the ESPN graphics that guys grew up a Tennessee fan. You're probably going to see it. I'd like to miss because this. one's not going to come here. Ty Simpson or Sam Horn. Don't miss out on both of them. Yeah, hopefully it's like a who cares kind of situation when we hear when we see that. Um, hopefully, well, here's the thing: is if whichever one comes, hopefully one of them come and they work out. That graphic hopefully will never be ran again because. If Tennessee's good, that graphic is not worth mention. It's worth putting out. So, yeah. Hopefully, that's the case. We'll see. We'll see. 
All right. Preview time. Yeah. Hey, also, I tweeted out that this game was in Thompson. I thought it was. It's at Vanderbilt. Um, with, like, not going to the games this year, it's the same way with football sometimes. I'd be, I would forget where I just don't have even – all my plans are based on watching it on TV since I'm not mm-hmm. going to the games, so don't know where what's going on at all. So it's at Vanderbilt. Gross. Sorry. Sorry, sorry if that uh, – you know, sorry if someone started – trying to drive down to Thompson to get some tickets because of my tweet. Apologies. It's on me. The, the worst oh, arena and or gymnasium auditorium. in all of college sports. It's an auditorium, isn't it? Yeah, it's something. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't know what it's named. Um, I think it's like Memorial. Memorial Gymnasium. I believe that's yeah. it. I don't know. But any, ugly. You're right. Uh, but yeah, t- ugly. Tennessee does take on Vanderbilt here in about 20 minutes. We're going to try and get this show wrapped up for you guys. Don't worry. It will be a uh, – we'll, we'll get you right into it, but let's talk a little bit about this game. Um, Tennessee coming off of a uh, just uh, ugly loss to Kentucky on Saturday, looking to bounce back. Vanderbilt um, played two – Kentucky team that was trending in the right direction, played them really tough, uh, and played a, a good Alabama team um, really, really tough, all on the back of Scottie Pippen Jr., and that, that's pretty much it, which is kind of the good news for Tennessee. You're not having to play – a team that's just been playing really, really good basketball overall. Yeah, I think Tennessee's – they got to get to the rim. They can't settle for jump shots. They're not good enough to to shoot the basketball like that. Um, and that's shown throughout the season. But, but this Vanderbilt team isn't very good. But if you let them hang around like you have some teams, you know, you could end up losing because they do have some, some talent with Scottie Pippen Jr. who's averaging – uh, around 20 points per game. Dylan DeSue is one that I'm probably worried about more than um, Scotty Pippen Jr. You know, he, he lit up uh, Alabama for 15 and 17. And Tennessee doesn't have much of an inside presence right now. Yeah. And That's they've been point. terrible rebounding. Um, hopefully, Josiah Jordan James is back, and, and that kind of helps the rebounding a little bit since he's your leading rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he's a guy that could really get under Tennessee's skin – because of their lack of presence in the post. Yeah, uh, it's a good point about Dessou and what he's been able to do in the paint, especially of late. Um, but, I mean, he's – I think he's pretty close to averaging a double-double. Um, yeah, he's got nine and a half – or 9.2 rebounds per game. Yeah. I think um, he's averaging 15 points. So, okay. so yeah, pretty- Those are the two only players that really – yeah, I don't want to say matter, but I mean those are the only two that you're really like they present, game planning around. Yeah, they present a, much, a full test for you rather than yeah game planning for. Um, that's mm. for sure. And, and you mentioned Tennessee getting to the rim. That's a necessity. There was uh, Will Warren. I don't think that's his name that does the stats. Phenomenal job. Um, had an article today. I didn't get to read it, but it was about Tennessee and the amount of mid range jumpers that they've shot this season. Uh, don't know the number off the top of my head. It was an insane amount. Um, haven't had the chance to read it, and he he talks about why they. I think he talks about why they settled, but then just statistically, like what that tells us about this Tennessee team, um, and there's just too much settling. And I think you know even the guys who are really really good at getting to the hole, and that's Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson, they're guilty of it too. Um, you know now they usually find themselves in better spots pulling up, but they are definitely guilty of um, you know pulling up from mid range rather than being trying to get to the hole. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean that. That's definitely a, something this Tennessee team has to fix going into March. Um, March is here in, a, in like, what, four days? Uh, and and this, Tennessee, this Tennessee team, has asked, they have to change it quick. Um, I, there is definitely a problem, you know, pre, with a presence in the post. Um, but, I mean, you've got – right now I think it's just about – the, the games that you score a lot of points, you are aggressive going to the hole. Um, I've always said it's about how this team rebounds. It definitely was the case uh, the last two years. I think it's less of the case this year. When this team's aggressive going to the hole, they score points and they win. Um, and and they're they're too talented. They have too many pure scores on their team. On this team, not to to score fifty five points in a game. Too many. It, it's mm-hmm. not. They've got to find a way to score seventy points a game. Got to find a way. Yeah, and I think they got to stop letting people get off to hot starts on them too. You know, you, you got to defend the the three point line. I know Tennessee. I think there was a stat recently of Tennessee's not that bad defending behind the three, but when a team is on against Tennessee, they're real on. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, what's the common factor there? 
Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. terrible shooting, terrible team, like terrible shooting teams that can just light it up from behind the arc. I don't know why it is. I don't know if the rim is just extra. It looks extra big in Thompson compared to other arenas. Um, so teams shoot better there. I don't know what it is. And, and it would be different if we were in zone too. But the fact that we're in man and people are lighting us up from three is, is weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, most of the damage has been done in the first half, so I think we need to limit that, um, especially in this game. If you let DeSue and, and Scotty Pippen Jr. shoot threes and, you know, the the rim gets wider for him, you know, yeah. just like Mintz against Kentucky. Um, he was five for five at one point. I think he didn't hit a single one in the second half. Um, but he, he got you so far ahead that, you know, you didn't really fight to come back. Right, right. <clears throat> and uh, Ferguson needs to step up, man. Yeah. I'm not going to write a letter to the guy, but, I mean, it's – this could it. be your last season, so you need to step up. I've already done it while I was sitting on the plane. I think that's how the, the letter to JG started. Uh, while I was sitting on the plane. Um, and it was a letter to John Fulgerson, uh, but I CC'd uh, pals and COVID on it. Because uh, do, you, do you hear I, – I just read it somewhere that Rick Barnes mentioned. Um, he thinks this – he thinks COVID's affected some athletes who've had it with some uh, fatigue and whatnot. And, man, Fulgerson has looked sickly. Some some games out there. I don't know if he's had. I don't even know if he's had it. I don't know what the deal is. Um, I don't know if he didn't have enough pals before the game. I don't know, man. But um, he's definitely looked under the weather a couple games. So I don't know if that's it. If that's it. I feel incredibly bad for him because um, that that just sucks. I mean, it's you know it affects your respiratory system. It's got to be hard to breathe sometimes. Um, but uh, I, I think I'll be back. I think I'll be coming from Johnson from the Tri Cities area to uh, Knoxville Friday night. Oh, they'll already be gone. I'll, maybe I'll have to leave work a little early so I can get Fulkerson and some pals. Yeah. Before the team plane leaves. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, we're out here risking our lives. <laughs> um, so so you can – so are, are you are writing a letter. I've already done it. Yeah, I sent it already. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So did you write, Did you, like, have the uh, the feather pen, dip it in ink, and, yes. and write it like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did the, uh, the wax – with my name, you know, with my like uh, family seal to seal the the envelope. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The fancy, yeah. yeah. Um, like a declaration of John Fulgerson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just letting letting him know that I'm not mad at him. I'm just disappointed in him. Um, <laughs> You're just not playing good. <laughs> what well, we need to find Ange's letter right now. Right now, is that are we talking about the same letter? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. what I'm. Talking about. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, I need to find it and just like read it, but replace JG with like Fulgerson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Vanderbilt has a good enough team to really keep you from getting to the rim. I just think that's that's got to be a point of emphasis. You're, you're not good enough shooting. Get to the rim, make some easy baskets, get penetration, and then if there's somebody wide open from three, just toss it to them. I mean, Victor Bailey has been hot the the last couple games. Um, he's actually starting tonight. Same starters as um, as last game. So you have Victor Bailey Jr., Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, East Ponds, and John Fulgerson. Um, get to the rim and, and and step up in the post, get some rebounds. Don't get beat on the boards. That's just embarrassing. I agree with that. Especially by this Vanderbilt team because they're terrible. Agreed. Anything uh, else for basketball? That That's all I've got for tonight. That's it. Just win. Just win. Uh, I'll try to stay. I, I can't. I'm tired. I can't promise I'll stay up for the whole game. Um, so wait, let me wake up happy. I'm gonna have to stay up because I can't go to sleep unless I know. <laughs> um, but I will say this: if you're getting beat by 15 at halftime, I'm going to bed. Fair. That's a good point. Um, and mentioned on uh, on on Twitter said someone on Vol Nation claimed Folky is having back trouble, among other issues. So, well, I'll say this. Um, you know, that's count on Rick Barnes for not really getting a uh, post player. Yeah, I mean, I think I think big man's always, you know, been a concern of 10. I mean, I've been saying it for years um, mm-hmm. that they needed to, to find a true big man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have one Ur- on your roster? Urosh wasn't the answer. Urosh was not the answer. Urosh was not the answer. Um, and you currently don't have one coming in in the 2022 class. So, um, you know, either somebody reclassifies or you're going to be have to hit – 
that transfer market pretty hard. Yeah, and that's probably probably what you will be doing. Hey, uh, let's get into baseballs because um, ten minutes until tip off, we will want to we will get you all out of here as the uh, as the game starts. We don't want to keep you for too long, and I know we want to talk some baseball. Yeah, so Tennessee. Uh, oh, get it out. Yeah, we they completed it tonight. The sweep. We need to paint that thing. That would look gorgeous in orange. Yeah, we do. Get creative. We do. It's kind of. I kind of need a new one. It's probably it's probably pretty old. It's used um, because you're sweeping. You're sweeping so many teams. Yeah, back I've home. used it so much. Yeah, that exactly. I, I might need a new one. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get the win last night, twenty-one to one. It was just ugly. Poor Arkansas Pine Bluff. I mean, they didn't have a shot in hell. Nope. Um, last night they played – or th- tonight they played a little better. I was going to say, they scored um, a little bit tonight. But still, they they were just overmatched. I mean, Tennessee basically played everybody on their freaking roster <laughs> and destroyed them. I mean, we scored um, 11 in the eighth inning last night, won that one 21-1. You um, had home runs for Max Ferguson, Pete Durke. I think before tonight you had five different players have a home run. Um, and now Evan Russell hit one. And so now you have seven different players hit a home run and you have nine total on the season. I think that was similar to Tennessee going into SEC play. I think it was something like nine different players that had home runs um, before they started SEC play last year. I can't remember the exact stat. Yep. And and you've done that in five games. Uh, Today you got the win 14 to six. You scored eight in the, uh, in the first inning. Yeah, I think in the second inning you had all nine starters reach base. Thanks, somehow, Ann. some way. Ann's getting off here. I need to say bye. She said great show. She's getting off. She said to remind Who her said old. That? Ann said she's reminding her old dad about um, basketball game. So, yeah, good, good sure on you. Good on you, in. Ann, to make sure everybody's tuned in. That's a yeah, that's a that's great one. Stuff. Love that. Uh, sorry, um, didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to say bye. So yeah, see you. Thank you for listening. For, for as long as you did. I know we're, we're not the most entertaining, but, hey, we appreciate you <laughs> tuning in. Um, yeah, I got the win got the win tonight, 14-6. to six. Like I said, just pitched a ton of different people um, and scored eight in the second inning. It was kind of over at that point. They weren't going to come back. Oh, it was the second inning? Um, who or the first inning, first sorry. Inning, okay. Who had an absolute bomb tonight? Someone tweeted about it. I didn't see it, obviously. Evan Russell, Evan Russell absolutely destroyed a ball. Yeah, they said it might have been in the river. Yeah, and he's coming back from injury, um, so he's been hurt. So it's good to get him back in the starting lineup. And uh, he absolutely crushed that pitch today. Good for him. Love to see balls go far. Yeah. What are yep, they? Add, yep, yep. Maybe. Uh, what are they adding? What are they, What is he? What is he wanting to add to left field wall? The left field wall. He's wanting to like enclose it oh, to make right it more wall. like a. Uh, okay. Like you know how the Smokies, you can kind of go all the way all the way around the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I think they want to have it more of like an enclosed stadium. Okay, good deal. Um, yeah, five and zero, oh, baby, on the season. Five and zero, oh, uh, rolling. Play uh, this weekend. We play Indiana State at home. So go check that out if you can. I think there was some seats or some tickets available. I know some people are selling their season tickets on Vivid Seats, but I think there were some avail- available for the past two games. I don't know about this weekend. I'm sure yeah. it'll be tougher to get tickets. Um, but if you can, go check out know, this man. team. You're, you're going to want to see them in person. Yeah, they may not be playing this weekend. Um, I know they have turf, but I think it's supposed to rain legitimately all weekend. I think so. uh, they mentioned something about maybe doing a doubleheader on Saturday if they can get those games in because Sunday's supposed to be bad. Gotcha. Uh, I, I'll need to ch- double check Saturday's weather, but it didn't look good either. Friday to Friday to Monday, I think is supposed to be pretty terrible weather. So um, maybe they get something out of it. We'll see. Also, um, last night they had seven players uh, make their Tennessee debuts. Oh, nice. Um, so, like I mentioned, Dang. just playing like yeah. getting everybody on the roster um, uh, some game experience. And with a long season, you know, injuries happen, so you're going to need those guys to be prepared. Yeah. And uh, just getting them live pitching against a, a team that's not wearing a power tee on their chest. Right. Um, it's, it's always good to to see this early in the season. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, hopefully, you do. Hopefully, they get to play this weekend. Um, if they do, hopefully, you get to see them. Uh, do we got any questions? Let me check. I haven't. I haven't really seen that today. I've kind of been slacking. I've been busy all day. Like work has been super busy this week. So let me see real quick. I'm sure my man Chris. I'm sure he had one. Surely. Hey, do you have no? any? Uh, I, I I don't have one today. I'm pretty upset with myself. Um, and I'm too scared to like Google to look it up. Uh, without you know putting in some more uh, words around it, um, do you have any uh, nice? Any, any anything for our new segment? Nice. Oh man. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is nice, but uh. Do you see Rush probes? I, I did. Um, are you just going <laughs> because uh, he? This man survived a sex scandal with a teenager, with a high school student, um, but he can't survive recruiting violations. <laughs> yeah, man. If it's I not mean, one thing, it's what? another. I mean, oh, well, you know where Jeremy Pruitt learned it. Jesus. <laughs> I just like all the. I read an article today about all the things he's been like suspended for, investigated for, and I'm like, recruiting? <laughs> like, that's what gets you? Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, you should be in jail. <laughs> it absolutely blows. Whatever. Blows I'm just like, because he always comes up, no matter what Jeremy Pruitt did. You know, yeah. Rush. There was always an article about how Rush Probst was involved. Well, it was like Rush, Rush Probst always had like a, a comment about Jeremy Pruitt. Always. Yeah, and somebody had written an article about Jer- it. Like, who gives Jeremy a rat's Pruitt ass what that guy have- says? murdered a man on live TV. And some people think he did when he grabbed um, Jared Garantano's face mask, but he didn't, he didn't kill anybody. Um, and Rush Post would have been like, I, I worked with Jeremy for a long time. He's a great guy. Um, and then well, there would have been a whole uh, article and a whole podcast. punching Mark Rick. It's a good point. Drunkenly. <laughs> don't forget that at Mark Rick's home um, with children present. So that, that story is, I don't think true by the way, guys, um, before I get hit with like a defamation, defamation lawsuit yeah, um defamation. yeah uh chris said he didn't have any questions it's been a long day it has been a long day chris it's all good man hey you get the night off how does that feel yeah we're, <laughs> we're three minutes away so we got to wrap this yeah. up pretty fast chris we um, always appreciate you do you have any on. nice i told you i, I didn't I, I let myself down and i forgot i forgot and um i didn't want to google nice by or not nice 69 by itself that felt like that could have come up bad on my search engine. So I'm going yeah. to sit this one out. Um, I'll, I'll get safe. one for you next week. Uh, any stupidities? Yes. Um, this one I've got uh, lawmakers in, let me see if I can get it exactly and read it. Illinois lawmaker seeks ban of Grand Theft Auto game following Roz and carjackings. Hmm. This is a lawmaker in the same state as the city of Chicago and is going to blame the rate of crime on a game that hasn't been produced since, like, what, 2015? Hey, do what you got to do. That is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. <laughs> uh, I have one, and it's uh, Poverty Perry. He's an Alabama fan. Um, he's... He tweeted a picture of Alvin Kamara wearing a Bama hat after he committed to Alabama in high school. He said, Bama legend, RBU. I'm like, what? That's real? That's a real tweet? So who tweeted that? Like a, a known person? Or just like someone random? No, somebody random. Oh, that's good. Okay. An, Alabama, an Alabama fan. That makes sense. He's not smart enough to figure that out. To be fair, it's probably a safe assumption that the best players in the NFL, you know, did play at Alabama, which he did. So, you know, it's a fair assumption to just think he, like, was developed there. Like, I get that. It's a fair point. Yeah, so, I mean, you also got to add in Hutch Community College, too. It's good. Yeah, it's a good Because he point. spent the same amount of time there. He actually had more production there than he did at Alabama, so. Right. Their RBU. <laughs> good point. Um, hey, am I living in an alternate reality, or was Alvin Kamara, did he have some kind of fascination with – NASCAR before the Daytona 500. 
Yeah, he's all he's he's an interesting feller for sure. I'll say that. But there were like he he's done something with NASCAR before, correct? Yeah, I think okay. you know when he kind of has bagged Bubba Wallace for quite some time. Gotcha. Um, so, so I think I'm, he's been involved somehow, yeah. some way with Bubba Wallace. I don't I don't know. Good deal. All right. Well, I was like, I swear I've seen this before. Maybe I'm crazy. Just a fair assumption. So yeah, I was a little confused. A little confused. That's all I got. Do you have any that's, more stupidities? That's it, guys. It's 9 p.m. Go Vols. Beat Vandy. We're taking you right into the basketball game. ESPN's probably going to start on ESPN News uh, two minutes late. Um, so you still do got some time to, to go to the bathroom, grab a drink, sit down, enjoy it. Go Vols. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Go check out our baseball shirt that we have available. Um, get those while they're hot. Um, I think they're open for about a week. Um, or I March, think until uh, I think next March Friday is, is when you can order. Yeah, is when you can order those. And um, thanks for tuning in. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.